Welcome to the Broski Diddles podcast, the best podcast in all of the land. It's your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes, and today we got you with a movie review with the crew. What? Movie review with the crew. What? Movie review with the crew. What? Movie review with the crew. And today we actually have the fucking crew. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna ignore the fact that there's been some reviews where the boys haven't been there, you know? And I want you guys to make them feel the shame. So that it doesn't happen again. <laughs> no, but uh, I've reviewed really great movies in, in, in the last few weeks. And, you know, I have quite an addiction to the movies. So there's always going to be material. But today is a, is a, is a special day. Oh, first of all, because we got the, you know, the, the, the classic crew. Later, we might have the full crew, which, which with Tavo joins us as well, you know, with his, with his silver fox attitude and demeanor. But right now, we got the classic crew, which is, you know, the one, the one that people come and pay the money for. You know what I mean? So... And we got an amazing movie. Okay, this one was uh, directed by our boy Louis C.K. And written by himself as well as Joe Liz, who stars in the movie. Um, and in a world where every movie has to have a $1 billion budget and have all these fucking bells and whistles, it was kind of fresh to feel that this movie was just a people movie with emotions with dialogue with real situations and to be honest i don't really get entertained by this you know superhero movies these days like the other day i saw like a little poster for the new one coming up and it almost i don't know if it's a meme or if it's real because it's just like yeah we're putting at 1000 superheroes in this movie and they're all and, and i'm like is this a meme or is this like real it doesn't even make sense anymore. The last one I saw of these superhero movies was like Infinity War. And I was just like, yo, what the fuck is this? And when I saw this movie, 4th of July, starring Joe Liz, Louis C.K. as well, and I, I, you know a bunch of other really good actors that are not that known, most of them comics. And it just felt fresh. I mean, of course, like every movie, we're going to dissect it. There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. But I want to start off by saying that it, it gave me a, a breath of fresh air. And of course, I mean, I did expect something to be real coming from Louis. Before a movie even started, I saw that it lasted an hour and 30 minutes. And that alone just gave me like a little like, I love that fact. I love the fact that you're really trying to put this message and what, or whatever message or movie you're trying to show me this art in a short time. I mean, not really a short time. I think it's an adequate time. Short in comparison to today's standards. But I like that. I like being able to... Provide whatever you're going to provide in your art form in an adequate time and not waste nobody's time. With that being said, <clears throat> I want to open up the floor to get uh, first reactions from you guys. Again, 4th of July for this movie that if you want to watch, you can get it on Louis C.K.'s website. Uh, you probably saw it already if you're here and, and well, we're going to talk about it. What do you guys think? So, uh, I, let's see, I did enjoy this movie. Um, I, I found the, the main character of Joe List relatively annoying most of the time. But <laughs> that, that was, I think that has to do more with like who he is as a person. So like, you know, like the, the annoying factors that he had were about how he was always complaining about stuff. But I mean, as the movie goes on, you kind of like realize where all that kind of behavior comes from. Like, uh, kind of like the 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 Woody Allen type of annoying. 
that's like that's what I felt like with uh, with Joe List. Um, mm. uh, how about how about yourself, uh, Fear? What did you feel about this? The movie or, or him? <laughs> oh, the, the movie, both. <laughs> yeah, everything. Well, yeah. Um, I thought the movie was good. It was different. And going into it, I had seen the podcast uh, with Joe Liz and Louis C.K. on Joe Rogan Experience of them kind of advertising and talking about the, the backstory of how the movie came to be, how they had the idea of making the movie. And it turns out that the movie is a biopic of Joe List and his life and his upbringing. So it, I thought it was good in that he was very vulnerable and it showed a lot of his life and liking him as a comic gave watching this movie gave me a lot of background to who he is and, and understanding him a little bit. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I agree. He, there was times where it was like really annoying while he's like asking his wife for permission for like the dumbest things. I'm just Yo. like, <laughs> maybe he's being funny and that's just his way of being, but I, I guess whatever, I guess I look, I look past it. Cause that's, that's just like, who for, he is. like what, what example for it? Like, uh, like when she's like, example. Oh, uh, let's, He's like, I don't want to go see my family. Fuck them. And she's like, no, but it's your family. We should. And he's like, all right, fine. You're right. I should go a week. And she's like, uh, okay, we'll go a week. And he's like, no, I don't want to go anymore. And then he's like, okay, fine. We'll go. I was like, bro, make up your fucking mind. <laughs> just like a lot of, mm. but whatever. It's like a little minor detail. And yeah, something that picked up <clears> on, <throat> on his personality. I mean, like, I, I, I didn't find him annoying myself, but in general, I did. F I, I think I agree with you. Like there are some of these things where the dialogue feels weird at times. And I want to be subtle with the criticisms. And I guess that's being biased because I specifically like love Louis CK's work. I love Joel's work and a lot of the co comics in the, but I do want to be fair to the review that we do. And, and, you know, and, and, be, and say this, you know, like we trash all the movies, like <laughs> there's no tomorrow. So, I'm also going to say the things here that I didn't like, but there's a lot of stuff that I did like. I mean, we also have to keep in mind this is an independent movie. Mm -hmm. um, if you put this next to the Daily Wire movies, um, you know, this is like fucking a masterpiece, right? That, yeah, yeah. That was a comparison I was thinking of as I was watching the movie. I'm like, this. all this was funded by Louis C.K. himself. Right. And with the money that he was able to put into this, and I, he said that he took out loans or whatever, I feel like he came up with a way better product than the Daily Wire, who, let's not forget, spent $100 million on all yeah. of their production. So it's like, with a good storyline and a good, like, I don't know, team, they were able to make something really nice. And I hope they make more movies. Well, when, have, when, the, mm -hmm. when the, when the, like, when the whole thing started getting, like, kind of strange and, like, the, the awkward conversations, um, it, it did feel, it did feel nice. It did feel natural the awkwardness that that was in those conversations and then the, the whenever it would get like really really awkward i was like damn that's really good at least this is a fucking daily wire though <laughs> like like, the, like the, those little times when i was thinking about it like <laughs> i was like damn like i mean we just he, he, even about, as, I, as I awkward as it got i was like damn at least this ain't the fucking daily wire <laughs> damn uh, it makes you feel a certain way it brings out emotions because a lot of the things that he was struggling with in the movie and i guess his life is very relatable mm -hmm. like yeah very with mom, very much issues with with alcohol issue with just being no it was it was a real movie things. it was a real movie and i guess I just want to be fair that there were some times where, like, for example, at the beginning, the first Louis scene, 
when when like he's talking to them as a as a, as a psychologist uh-huh. and throughout the movie i felt this way like even louis ck which i love i don't know if they meant it to be like that that this was like a therapist that was kind of like a piece of shit like useless <laughs> like i don't know if he was on purpose that he always was like half smiling when he wasn't doing the therapy but oh one scene God. that i think was on purpose and that like i found funny is because a lot of the a lot of the things in the movie that are funny are not things that hourly they are funny are more like little not i would say secret but more subtle things like on the first session with joe liz and louis ck in, in the therapy room he's like okay time's up louis uh, Joe Liz leaves and outside's a guy and then you see Louis C.K. come outside of his office like hey come in and I think that was there to show you like yeah you're just like another one of these you know things that I do for work and I think it's good to show that because you never um, that I have seen you never normally see those scenes like whenever there's a therapist or like a shrink or whatever I don't, I don't think people like to call it a shrink they only show you the part where they're inside and like, and you're like this very special person and, and this therapist, like you're like the focus of his life. He wants to make sure that you're, and then in this one, they show you like, oh no, yeah, you get the fuck out of here. Now I have the other guy that needs Thanks. to come. And <clears throat> yeah. So I, I thought that that was, that was funny, but it also showed reality. Um, I, I, did, I did like that scene with the, with the therapist where like he actually like, he goes in on him and he like, he starts telling him a whole bunch of shit. And then Jolis is about to answer back and he's like, Oh, time's up. Get out of here. Like, like, <laughs> like I don't even yeah, want like, to hear you. <laughs> like right when a development was going to happen, yeah. where, like he was going to actually find the answer to his problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, another thing that I found funny and these are scenes that like show that I, I think is, is good how they show you. Um, and, and, and you really relate to the characters. I think because of this little stuff, like, He's in the in the diner, and he when he's first speaking to Jim, I think is the guy or his friend his that they play. Yeah, he's sponsored, and he orders like scrambled eggs with cheddar cheese and toast, and they bring him some other shit, and and he's just like, "Oh no, this is fine. Yeah, like you, you know, just give it to me to go," because he doesn't wanna, he doesn't like it, but he do, he he's anxious to even say like, "Hey, you fucked up my order. Like this is not what I order." And then he goes to another restaurant and gets what he wants. And I'm a very anxious person. I mean, I wouldn't take it to that extreme, but it is, I think it's funny, right? Like they show you that like, you know, some people like they just don't want to confront anything or, you know, make any fuss about shit. It's like, ah, fuck it. They just send me this. I'll just go to another place and order what I want. Because it, it leans into his whole family dynamic about, you know, he, um, he used to be like treated, like pushed around and he had to do whatever they say. And no matter what, so he like if he would answer back, he would get like a you know like a like a verbal whooping. So he'd he'd rather just deal with it and by by not confront not confronting it, which is where it's led him through his out entire his entire life and where he's at now with this whole situation with his family. Yeah. Um. One criticism: whenever they wanted to like highlight that he was having like a panic attack. They will make it like this fish eye effect and green. And it was just like, uh, I don't know. It felt weird. It felt like it wasn't like, like yeah, who dropped- I, I wrote the same thing down. I thought it was like very forced. Like they wanted to make you feel like you were anxious and like in there with him tripping out. But it's like, I, th- I still think you could have gotten to that same effect. Like have the viewer have that effect without being so intentional about it. Yeah. Maybe we just with the music, right? Like, 
because every time he would get that anxiety, he, like there would be like very fast jazz music playing in the background, which I thought that was cool. Like you know, and again, I want to be subtle with this criticism. Yeah, I'm saying this type of shit like they're gonna fucking listen to this. And they're gonna be like, oh, okay, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. I get, I get, I get what people right. saying there. But yeah, there. Like the thing is, the little criticisms that I have for the movie are things that end up being minor when you compare the big picture. But that is sort of like not expected, but you could like being that it's not a huge production. There are little things like that, you know, like in a big production, there might be like better effects to, you know, make it look like, you know, but I kind of like the fact that it was like more independent film. Like it's, it's very rare these days to see a, a movie that feels independent, that, that feels, you know, more <clears throat> in touch, you know, with the characters. Um, by the way, where the movie takes place, right? Is that the Ozark Lakes? Well, that's some other Maine, so I don't think Maine. so. That shit was beautiful, though. By the way, yeah, yeah, definitely was. It was really good. Uh, cinematography. The cinematography. <laughs> Coming through, Joe Liz. Um, I wrote here like when they before he goes right, he has a conversation with his wife, who's actually his real wife in real life. She's a really? comedian too, and they have this very deep conversation about kids, right? Oof, and. And, it, and it's very like they get in it and it feels so real, you know? And I, I, I enjoyed those scenes where like you really feel the conflict there where it's like we love each other, but we're going to have kids, but maybe you're not ready. Maybe I'm ready. And it's like that, that that's real life shit, you know, that that happens. Well, I thought they were going to split as soon as she told him or he figured out that she feels that he can't be a dad right or is it mature enough or whatever i thought that was gonna like create a huge rift but I, he he had a good attitude about it and actually went to confront his problem and that's when he went to go talk to louis about it and kind of started standing up to him and then went to his family and stood up to them yeah um, in in retrospect i i feel like maybe the the therapist had to be a dick to Maybe. kind of to kind of like you know give him the drive or the like to force that that sensation out of him because if he would just be passive like no you're, you're doing great you're doing whatever maybe he would never really like he, he wouldn't be pushed out of his uh comfort zone you know so he had to be stimulated in that negative connotation to you know kind of like you know engage the fight or flight yeah 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 but i thought it was a bit exaggerated at times <laughs> where where it almost wasn't like like because i could understand being mean not mean but me being assertive and firm so that the mm -hmm. guy understands and does it but he almost he also sounded like negligent 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 yeah at times like like almost like ah, i don't give a fuck yeah at times so get the fuck out of here like that part <laughs> i was just like <laughs> but i think that's also louis like just wanting to be funny like um mm -hmm. you know like to, to put in his, his flavor Mm -hmm. And like one thing, Robert Kelly, right? Who's the the, the comedian that's the sponsor E? Sponsor. Uh, well, like apparently, like they were like when I saw the podcast because I saw a lot of the podcasts. They were like, "Oh, he was great. He was great." I'm like, he was barely in the movie. I would I, I want him to to hear more from him, you know. Um, but that is funny, right? Like, like. <laughs> whenever you become like good at whatever like drugs or whatever it is it puts somebody underneath you like oh because that helps you like it helps both the one at the bottom obviously gets held by having someone with experience tell them how to go through it but you also 
if you're the one on top, this sounds like I'm describing some sort of sex (laughs) thing. (laughs) The guy that has more experience also benefits from having to to take care of somebody because then that also stops themselves from fucking up, you know? Yeah, that sense of responsibility. I found um, it a little crazy that he found them at the pizza shop towards the end of the movie. And I guess well, he, they did that just to progress a storyline because that's when he had the revelation, revelation that he could be a father. Yeah. So I was asking I mean, myself, I, I'm like, what the hell's the point of him showing up at this point? But then that's how the dialogue continued. I think that at that point, what happens is that he has all these like, insecurities within him. And then... When he's sitting there, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just like a piece of shit person. I could never be a father. And then these people that see him from the outside and the things that he does are like, oh, no, no. To us, you're like an amazing person to be a father. The girl, Naomi, which character was weird. She was just there. She's not part of the family. She was just there. And she has seen how he's been treated and how he goes forth. So she, she sort of sees him like as a right-minded guy from the family <laughs> and then the other guy's so fucked right the the the, the alcoholic Robert that Kelly he looks at, yeah that he looks at him like oh wow you're so you know. put together <laughs> yeah you're so put together yeah i thought he was actually gonna get with the, yeah, just keep, that keep girl talking. yeah that's what i thought like the whole time i was like oh shit <laughs> like because i had the like little interactions and then she was there like at the pivotal moment when his mom and his dad were sitting down with him Mm-hmm. Going oh, at it, man. like don't 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 go anywhere. You stay right there. I need I need yeah, I need, like, a, witness. Like, no. I need a witness. <laughs> <laughs> I need you. You're about to kill me. <laughs> oh man, which is crazy, man. I, I've I've related a lot to those movie to this movie because mm-hmm. I've had my own issues with my mom where we go into like these crazy arguments in front of family and stuff, and, and it's always just awkward. And even if I'm right. You still feel like you end up losing the conversation yeah. or the, the argument yeah. because you just made a show in front of everybody and then things are awkward. And, it's, your and it's, it's your fucking mom. fucking mom. It's your fucking mother, okay? So it's your like, mother. It's not New Yorker. It's like, <laughs> it's, your, it's your father. Um, dark shop. Get the dark shop. Um, the fucking Yankees, you fucking faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Go play the piano, you bitch. Play a song. This, yeah. this is that this is that New York in there. <laughs> you play yeah, volleyball like, without a dick. How you do that? <laughs> I mean, I I enjoy the fact that they showed like no love, like oh, you know, how yeah. it is how it is in some families. You know, Nick DePaulo is great at it. Great, I love Nick. It was hilarious. Yeah, he was hilarious. Even... They were all funny. There was the other guy, like the older uncle that was <laughs> smoking, but it was almost like a little cartoonish, like. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, you fuck piece. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, I don't know if that, like that. That's just mean people. Like, <laughs> like that's, not, that's not even like that's not even like oh, like family dynamics and shit. No, like that's like just pieces of shit. <laughs> We're all just busting each other's balls out here. Yeah, we just busting. Yeah, ma. You gotta drink with your family. What's wrong with you? How you not gonna What's drink? What's wrong with you? I got cirrhosis. <laughs> <laughs> like Everybody that mark mark who's like his uncle but he has the same age his character kind of annoyed me because he was like there's this scene where they're like discussing where he's telling him like yeah you gotta say sorry to ma you know like you're causing all this fuss you gotta say sorry to ma and he's like no i'm not gonna say sorry i'm not i'm not sorry like i meant to say like all this shit 
And then, and then all of a sudden, he says, like, what are we going to eat? What is everybody going to eat? And then he's like, oh, I'll go get pizza. And then he's like, oh, okay, all right, go get pizza. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like that part, I was like, yo, what the fuck you have? I thought they were gonna, about to fight, right? Because he's like, no, you got to say sorry to your mom. That- and then they just change it up. Like, that's one flaw that I found where I was like, that that dialogue didn't it didn't feel real. Like that, for one moment, Mark was really mad. Like, no, you gotta say sorry. And then he's like, what What are they gonna eat? What are they gonna eat? And then it's like, what What the fuck is this about? Is this about the mom or about what they're gonna eat? I guess because mom cooks too. But it was just weird. Where it was like, oh, I'm gonna get pizza. It's like, all right, problem solved. That 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 yeah. actually was the the most real part to me. Like in the sense of like in families when like you're already dependent on this one person to cook and that person's sick now. So the, they, the family wasn't really uh, like when they came into the house, they were all looking for food and they're like, Oh shit. Now, now we're going to eat. They weren't worried about the fact that she was sick or anything or that she was feeling bad. No, they were worried about now. They're, they, who's the, who the fuck's going to cook for them to eat type shit. Like mm. that, that was like even more real, like in a sense of like, you know, families don't like, even though the fact your families are close, th- there's only certain people that really know what's going on in your life. Everybody else is just there to, mm. to 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 build this facade of like this a whole happy family uh, unity, whatever thing. Like okay, so that's that, okay. So maybe I missed that. So that that was kind of to show, like, <laughs> that, like, like, like it, yeah, it seemed you're, like we were like we like we were flustered about how you spoke to her because we care about her. But no, it's because now she's not cooking. <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I think when I saw it, I thought he made him realize. Mark made Joe Liz realize his own like selfishness. Like you, you, you vented and you said all the things that you had to, but we all are messed up and we're all going through our own shit and we don't have these outbreaks or outbursts in front of the whole family and start, start cussing people out because of the effect that it's going to have on everybody else. Because now that you had your little tantrum, nobody else is going to eat. So you're kind of ruining this shit for all of us. So get your shit together, apologize to your mother and figure it out because it's not only about you. Mm, damn. Look at you. Look at you. Movie well, we review the crew, so I need to get a hit, babe. Come on, fuck was we're good. About to get, we're, about to, we're about to get in a fight right now. <laughs> we're, about to, we're about to get on. All right, all right. I think that, that makes sense. Now, again, you know, to be a devil sad. <laughs> however, <we can>. however, <laughs> like, I yeah, felt that the movie towards the end, when I wanted, I was waiting for this sort of finale it didn't give me closure and i'm not mad i like the movie but i felt like at the end like the whole time i'm thinking the father's gonna burst out and say some shit at one point and be like oh i'm scared too dad i love you why you never thought and then it never happened so it and then this part at the end where he's about to speak to joe the dad and then joe gets called by the wife and he kind of like uh and then joe says oh thanks dad and then that's it. And it's like, I don't know if Louis C.K. purposely wanted to leave that in the air hanging so that you could make your own interpretations. But I was I was waiting for the dad to have a, a, a revelation moment where he sort of, I don't know, says some shit. The, the closest um, thing to that was was the bedroom scene. Yeah, the bedroom. Where, but that was like... That I I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Like he was speaking like <laughs> I thought was having a stroke. <laughs> he was like say like Sausage. saying what one word at a time. I was like, like yo, lake <laughs> toaster <laughs> inside hurt Ash- ashamed that 
<laughs> Inside, uh, no good. Cry, cry. Hey, tears. <laughs> tears. <laughs> you couldn't even articulate at that point in time. Yeah, you couldn't even articulate fucking words. It was just like, uh, like uh, oh, sadness. sadness. In, inside, uh, not good, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, another thing that I found uh, really relatable um, was the whole situation about um, him with uh, with Beth, like not wanting to bring her to the to the family things, even though they've been ma- they're married and stuff, because of the fact that you know like if you know that your family is shitty or you know that you have like s- certain people in your family that are that are strange like that. And you don't want to, like, you know, bring your girl around to to see that. Like, when? How do you decide when's the right time to do that? Or do you even ever like? Do you just live your life away from your family, or 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 what? Like, I don't like, and I, I didn't like. It was real in the sense of like relatability. Like, you know, how do you approach that whole situation of your significant other introducing them to your family? Well, she had brought her before. They've gone together before. It's just this time he didn't want to because he wanted to face his demons. No, if you notice, he talked about how um, that they yeah, that, like I don't want to bring her here because you don't deserve her, all this shit. And but he had because they were but, talking about going again to the cabin. Right, right. I mean, he did, yeah, but but, but it's never been a good experience for her. Yeah, not only that, she talked like before they like this whole thing about them leaving. Uh, he talked. Uh, she talked to him about like you know like your mom doesn't doesn't talk to me or whatever, and your your aunt doesn't trust me. And I said, okay, they don't let me into the kitchen, blah blah. And the, the kitchen is a staple for the for the women in this family. So right, like if you if you're not allowed into the kitchen, like you, you notice there's a scene where all the guys were outside, all the women were in the kitchen. So if you yeah, if you're not allowed in the kitchen, then you don't belong, quote unquote. You know, like us coming from Latin American backgrounds and a very patriarch structure that we know we, we can relate to that, right? Like. The kitchen is sort of like this, um, uh, what's it called? Like sacred ground for the matriarch to unite and sort of (laughs) strategize, strategize what's going to happen. You know, the the kitchen is where shit's run, you know? Yeah. The the, the kitchen is where shit's running. You could tell in this movie without the food, like it doesn't, it doesn't move. Right. Mm -hmm. I related it a lot to our families, uh, to how, and, and it makes you think like how useless you sometimes are and have been and how much women just make shit run in the family and this episode is really for the feminist movement and i really want to <laughs> no but uh, um you know it, it it is in traditional households you know what, what you see uh you also see that the the, the the men in the family that just don't do shit like they complete parasites as well um <laughs> But what I was trying to say is that I didn't get a closure at the end because he called, they call each other at the end, Joe and the wife, and sort of like, oh, no, my tubes are fucked. And she says it very casually. Oh, yeah, I went to the doctor. And by the way, yeah, my tubes, apparently, they're fucked. So, yeah, so forget about that idea that we had. Then he looks outside, sees his mom, and he makes me feel like the message is like he realizes how lucky he is to have a family, to even have a family that like kind of gives a fuck about each other. And still gets together every year, I guess. So I wasn't sure if the message of the movie was, yeah, Joe, poor him. And, you know, sometimes his families are dysfunctional and that's fucked. And sometimes you can't really change them and you just sort of live with it. Or is the message, no, man, you, you're being a fucking little <laughs> New York faggot. And you should just, you know, <laughs> like be happy with what you have and start complaining like a little bitch. Like, I, like 
and, and it fucks with me because I don't know if maybe Louis doesn't want to have a, a, a message. He's like, no, bro, interpret it however you want. But I just didn't feel like there was like a thing at the end where I was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. It's almost like he doesn't really solve anything or maybe he just accepts the fact that he's... I guess when he has a talk with the wife, that's the ending of, of the message where he's just like, ah, whatever <laughs> happens, we'll still be fine. Like he, he just accepts that things will be fine and he'll move on type shit. When he his mom. When he mm. hugs his mom, that that scene it was kind of like, you know what? Come here. I love you, despite everything we've been through. Because of everything we've been through, I still love you. At the end of the day, family's family. I, I guess is the message. And and not only that, but like you know how he was he was complaining about the fact that he didn't want to bring the kid. Like if he had a kid, he wouldn't bring him to the to there. It's because uh, it's a shitty. Now he he doesn't have the opportunity to do so. So like he he's. He's coming to the realization. I feel um, that all, all all of this was kind of for for nothing because he was complaining and bitching and moaning about you know not bringing his his uh, people into his, into his family because they're all pieces of shit. And now he doesn't even have the opportunity to bring his family because he's not gonna have a family other than, other than his wife. Um, he definitely family is like one of those things that you you always have. Um, and you can never really change. You can never choose your family, but you, 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 you could stop talking to them. You play with the cards that you're dealt. You can, but down the line, you're eventually going to get old. You're eventually going to get uh, withered up and die. And where are you going to go the 4th of July? Hmm? Who's going to be there at the end of it all? Your family. There was this acceptance part at the end where he's talking and he finds out, okay, I guess he's not going to have kids. Where he's like, all right, well, we'll see if we can have. And if we don't, we'll be all right, too. And I think that showed just how real life is. Where, like, mo- like life is not like Hollywood movies where at the end, you know, she, she comes back like, oh, I went to the doctor. He says I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> like no, sometimes you come back from the doctor and they said, no, you fuck. You can't have kids. <laughs> and that's life. And people deal with it. And it doesn't mean that your life is going to be miserable. Sometimes, I, So I think the movie showed a lot of that where, like, yeah, like it's never like this little perfect things. No, like everyone has issues. Everybody, somebody has a family member that has this thing. Everybody has to deal with like, and I think that's the beauty of it. Where like that's reality. And maybe what I'm complaining about in the movie of it not having this specific accurate message as to what you know, maybe that's just me not understanding the movie. Maybe the movie is more about like yeah, things are not always clear in life. You know, sometimes you kind of have families that you're like ah fuck it, you know what. You know, like, yeah, that's just how it is. You can't change them. But I did find that where I thought that the movie was going to go the route where he tells him, like, hey, fuck you guys, fuck you, fuck you, like, fuck you, I'm tired of all of you. And then he says, I came here thinking that I was going to tell you all, like, oh, no, you should love me this way. But I just realized that I actually came here to tell you to fuck you. And I thought the message of the movie was going to be, like, sometimes there's family that's so fucked. (laughs) that you're just gonna have to tell him goodbye and never see him again <laughs> and then he turned on me where he was like no no family's family which was a little bit like fast and the furious there it's like it's always always like somebody's like come on you fucking idiot fucking family's family man family will always be family and it was a little like okay oh i'm being a pussy we need pizza i i would i would have loved it if they would have gone and, and asked for olive garden takeout because <laughs> when you hear your family <laughs> <laughs> did you find naomi's character and i liked her but it was just like 
they never explain the context of how she's just, I, I thought she was actually like going out with the girl but oh no she has a dead husband that died recently it was I guess because you have to make the movie an hour and a half you sort of have to cut here and there and some things aren't explained you know and I guess that's part of the movie too um, but it, it was funny where the you could tell like a family not that not a family that's racist but a family that's outdated and they would say <laughs> things like like a joke or something like oh yeah and remember that story where there were three black guys and then they go to her, to her it's like oh you know sorry no offense she's like yeah that's not a, that's not offensive <laughs> like no, she just, just said black guys <laughs> yeah she's like yeah black guys exist like that's not offensive <laughs> it, but it was funny because he showed how this people that are a bit outdated but want to be nice sound off like like it's almost a little racist in itself, but it's so it's kind of cute. It's like a cute racism where they're trying to be better, but they don't know how to. <laughs> so they're like, "Oh yeah, I used to work with these three black guys. No offense, you know." It's like, okay, <laughs> and they really like to eat chicken, chicken and waffles. No offense, and no, really. uh, they yeah. brought in a slice of watermelon. No, no, I mean no offense. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was it was funny in that sense, but I, but I I think that her character was important because it brought this third third uh, person view or fourth person view of the thing like she wasn't family so um, although i don't know if i would have been her like the first day i'm like yeah i'm getting the fuck out of here what the <laughs> yeah she stayed through the whole thing yeah it was weird i'm just that... i'm with joe the whole time too yeah that part I, was a little strange yeah that's not that's the other thing like she came with brenda she's a quote-unquote brenda's friend she's and never with brenda Bre never the whole time and Brenda, that you don't even like. The only thing she does is just drink and like lay in place. It's like, like, <laughs> give me a little bit more on Brenda. How the fuck I, does she know this very well educated person Naomi? And Brenda's like this fucking trailer park. Like, <laughs> how the fuck do you guys know each other? You guys coders? You guys fucking programmers for fucking Google? What the fuck is going on here? Explain. To to, to a certain extent, I feel like Naomi's part in in this was to show that in the family and outside of the family people are going through shit all the time so because she wasn't part of the family she just like went in to the family that day and she was already going through the her, her loss and shit mm. so any anybody at any given time at any point in time of the day in the in uh, around you let's say 50 percent of the people around you are going through some shit uh loss you know uh breaking up with their with their significant other um they're sick a family member is sick a family member is dying something's going on. something's going on something's always going on with people around you it's too many people it's like millions and billions of people in, in the world to 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 say that everything's fine everything's and not, not everything's fine Every, everybody's going through some shit no that is so true. so like like it also compounded on on the message of him being selfish but at the same time if he doesn't address these problems, it's going to eat him up inside. So it had to be said, but maybe the way that he said it, you know, was a little bit fuck, like ag aggressive, but well, sometimes you, you need that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny because I, not that my, I don't have this experience with my parents, but, but it's, it was funny to see because it was so real where when he gets there and he's like, hey, mom, dad, by the way, sometime this weekend, I got to talk to you guys about something important. They're like, all right, talk. Yeah, tell us. And he's like, yeah, I mean, he's like, yeah, okay, go. Yeah, what's up? What's up, you little bitch? What's up? What, 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 and he's almost like very dismissive, right? Like, like, 
like it's like ah, it's like it's about our feelings and like the way that. Uh-huh. And you could tell himself as he's saying it, he's like, ah, this is like I'm a bitch. What is this like? And, <laughs> like, and again, I don't know if the message of the movie is to say, yeah, poor Joe List. Like, yeah, some people just don't get the love. They, or is, if it's to say, stop being a bitch. Like, what do you guys think was the actual message at the end? Oof. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> There are, uh, a lot of times in this movie, I, I was confused um, as far as, like, what direction were they going with it? Um, like, cause you know how they did that whole green screen, like blurry thing with the, with the, with his, yeah, the panic guy. Attacks. They also did it with, with the dad. So yeah. I, I, I didn't know how to relate that to, to both of them. Like in the sense I was like, does, does the dad want, like, does the kid want, like, cause I initially thought that the, that the guy, when that came up, that, that cloud was his, like his sensation that he wanted to drink. Like he, like he wanted to drink and that was like his, his thing. But then I see the dad doing, it, and I was like, okay, so then it's not because he, no, no, it was drinking. A, it was a panic. I mean, I, I knew from the beginning it was him being anxious and having a panic attack. So when that, I saw the dad was having it, I was like, okay, this means that the dad is always quiet and just always, you know, just, just <laughs> always panicking. Like, like he's like, always like, <laughs> like the dad is always mode. like, like, no, no, always serious, always just stoic. Mm-hmm. And I think this, I thought this was showing like, oh, even the dad, like he looks rough, like, you know, rugged. He's also having his own issues inside and his own insecurities and anxiety. And he would look at his own father, the grandpa. And I thought at some point he was going to break and talk to him and then talk to Joe. And I think that would have given a direction that would have been nice. But again, I'm being subtle and I am being a bitch about it because I really love the people that are in this movie. And I don't want to be sort of mean But I did feel like one criticism that I have of the movie is that, to my liking, it doesn't have a definite direction at the end. And I and I don't know, again, if that's on purpose or if it was, you know, by mistake. But I felt like maybe some closure with the dad would have <clears throat> given a little more, I don't know, closure to the movie in general. You think maybe they left it open like that for part two? I don't think so. I, I, I think showing yeah, that the dad yeah. also goes through those symptoms shows that that condition is cyclical. Like it goes from grandfather to son to then the next son. And that Joe's outbreak is breaking this this trend of keeping mm. everything bottled inside. So that okay. all the stuff that he went through and addressing it is a way of him not ending up like his father, who's still going through these things because he keeps to himself. And his, and his grandpa, because his grandpa doesn't speak either. Right. Well, was it just me, or did like when when the dad, everybody, the family's in the room, right, in the living room, whatever, and the the dad has the panic attack, and he looks at at the grandpa. In in his mind, everybody disappears, and he just focuses on the grandpa, mm-hmm. even though the family's all in that room. I don't know if have you guys noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw yeah. that. I was like, mm-hmm. so. I didn't understand the significance of of like that's that's why I think that or I thought that at some point he was going to break and whatever issue Joe list was the same issue his dad would like they have, you know, the same sort of fuck, you know, whatever it was like, like I thought at some point he was going to tell like his dad was going to tell Joe list, hey, you know what, I I should have told you more things or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And and my dad never told me the shit. So I never told you. And, you know. (laughs) 
some shit like that. He tried when he was talking to his wife. Yeah, that's why I feel like that's why I don't know. I don't know if that was on purpose. I feel guilty. Oh, pain inside. <laughs> me not and like it almost feel like it was on purpose to leave you hanging when he was about to tell joe something and he was that the, the revolution that i was expecting like the climatic point where he was going to be like by the way joe i always loved you and i had a dream of playing the piano but i couldn't because your mom fucking slapped me in the head and then you went and became a piano guy and i was so proud oh, of you yeah. and i never told you oh that was God. another point that was very sort of he touched the piano with his finger i guess he liked to play but he's he succumbed to his family fucking hey you faggot you like playing the piano huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's not even of his course. family that's his that's his wife's family you like yeah. jazz nah you like jizz <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. that was very like yeah. not, i mean i'm not exaggerated but i guess yeah a little bit that was that was good <laughs> i like that one and that whole jazz jizz thing <laughs> <laughs> No, but but, uh, get, but give it up to Nick DePaulo for for the, for the jokes for sure, oh, Nick, and, and and for the whole demeanor, like the demeanor of just being a little piece of shit. Uh, I love that. I love that. And yeah, I mean, I think ultimately the movie to me the message is that sometimes you kind of have to accept people how they are. Mm -hmm. uh, this doesn't mean that you have to accept people that hurt you in a way where it's significant. But like, there are gonna be family members that you might not you know, be chilling with if you guys weren't family and, and that's cool and accept people and also accept that people go through their own struggles and that we only see our life through our cone view of what we live and it's very hard, you know, even even if sometimes we think that we're able to sort of walk on other people's shoes, it's very hard to know what other people are going through and yeah, and yeah I just thought the movie just had a great message. I do have my criticism sometimes feeling like it could have had a more direct direction to, sh you know, to a message or something. But again, maybe, you know, given the fact that um, I'm not, you know, a fucking professional movie maker, that's just my dumb opinion. And maybe I don't understand the movie, but that's just my criticism on it. Uh, but I did enjoy it. And this is a very important part of the show where we give the score, the score, one of the most sought out scores, more than the tomato meter, you know, in the Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> like the fucking broski doodles movie review rating, this shit has stock value <laughs> one to ten with decimals we use the decimal system metric uh which is not the u.s approved but it is the one approved by scientists that go to the fucking moon okay let's hear it fourth <laughs> of july joe liz and louis ck i give this movie a solid for, for, for all the reasons involved that I've mentioned today, a solid seven. Damn. Solid. Okay. That is a solid number. An iron seven. An iron seven. You round that up, it could be a 10. Yeah, no, I, I like this movie too. I thought it was great. Um, I think some of those limitations that you mentioned as far as like the story development and the, its conclusion could be because of the fact that it was based off of his life. So you can't deviate too far from it and, and have this happy closure or have a different type of closure than what actually happened with him. Um, 
that being said, I still thought the message was nice that, you know, sometimes you, you need to come to the realization that family and people around you are messed up and they've put their own shit on you. But there's some things that you, you confront and you can say your piece, but also realize that everybody else is going through it. So you just, you kind of accept it and, and move on. And I think, uh, in the movie, Joe did that. Um, my score, as you were going through your, your, uh, Conclusion, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to give it a seven, and that's the number that, that I stick with. Solid seven. Iron seven. All right, DJ Bjski. So uh, I'm sorry, guys, but this is the first movie that I have to give a zero to. <laughs> a zero out of ten on fireworks display. There was no fireworks. It was a 4th of July movie. There had to be at least one firework. It was in the beginning. In the beginning? Out of, out of the trash can. <laughs> okay, I didn't notice that. All right, so we're, we're, bringing, we're bringing it back up. Uh, I didn't see that part. For real, there was, there was fireworks. No, but you weren't seriously going to like discount it for that. <laughs> no, like just on the, on the subcategory of fireworks. Zero out of oh, ten. Okay, okay. <laughs> Zero out of ten. We need to change the name of the movie. Pyrotechnic. <laughs> Dynamism. Yeah, no. yeah. Call it something yeah. else. Call it another holiday. Call it Labor Day or some shit. Yeah, yeah. you wouldn't. You wouldn't commit yourself to to so, so much. St. Patrick's Day. Whatever <laughs> the fuck. Uh, but overall, the the movie was was like like Kiko said, a refreshingly real. Like it was it was so relatable because you know you can you can already see certain people in this movie in your own family. You you know it. You nobody. Everybody has their own. Everybody has their own Nick DiPaolo. Everybody has their own, uh, you know, uh, mother, father like, that has that situation. And it's like that. Um, Some families and, have three, four Nick DiPaolo's. Maybe. Like a whole squad of them. And you, yeah. you, <laughs> a oh. bunch of uncles. Are pieces <laughs> of shit. So, <laughs> Ex-felons and shit. <laughs> No. Oh man, no, but man. um, but it was it was entirely too relatable. Uh, I, I hated that about it, but in a, like in a, in a love hate relationship, um, uh, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, had fun yeah. with it. John wants to yell at his parents after the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to yell at them and then hug them, and then like, <laughs> like John. John felt in this movie like he could relate. It's just like. Just switch off the Boston <laughs> accent and put like some Latino accent so, and, and some Latino jokes and shit. Ca- and Colombian, like, Colombian and Dominican. <laughs> yeah. And you get like just kind of like the same dynamic, but you know, and, and I can see it, you know, like when you start Sam- mixing up families, like your own family, but you know, they all have a little different culture and they come together and you know, there's a part of the family that's a little more refined than others. And then, you know, things collide, collide. And it's a, yeah, it's a fun weekend, guys, right? Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> it makes me want to make my own movie, you know, like your own little biopic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. Um, how, how would it be called? <laughs> El, El Día eh, de la Independencia. <laughs> El Tigre. El tigrazo. Mira, so what's good? What, what's good with the score, though? The score, um, I'm gonna give it a solid seven. Um, right. Yeah, just to keep it, keep it. Uh, the, like it's really, it's really good. I, I liked it, and seven is a is a good score for 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 that because it's you know it's it's an independent film. Um, uh, um, certain things went through it. Um, 
the yeah seven for sure all right solid seven so i mean you've probably seen this movie but if you haven't louisck.com all his specials are there the movie's there it's only 15 bucks get it support independent content and maybe just, one day we'll, we'll make our own little movie you know where we're just, fucking, we, you know, we, we, we definitely know. should for sure yeah we just might that, make a fucking movie yeah fuck <laughs> it you know we'll get just, a couple a couple cameras going on and we'll make our own dialogue and our own shit you know yeah Put it just up on the website just as a reference um we, uh, we go with Rotten Tomatoes uh on the tomato meter we got 36 percent for the for the fourth of July and on the audience score we got an 89 percent oh look at that you the can tell the, fucking, the, the critics are just little Louis CK haters <laughs> Fuck a little faggots, man. <laughs> we need we need the, uh, Nick DeVallo to come through. Like, it's like this was distasteful. Okay, Louis C.K. gist on his stomach a couple of years back. <laughs> then he makes this movie. So misogynist. It's racist. We need to read commentary. Nah, but we give it a oh. solid seven. What? Said a bunch of little woke people. And and and. If we average those two scores out, we get like a sixty-two point five percent. So, like, if, we if say you like, average the critics and the and the audience, let's say fifty-fifty. Yeah, but fuck the critics. Yo, the you know what? The, the audience are the critics. Like, and the Brosky Doodles. I mean, the Brosky Doodles. You know, we are an entity. You know, you can take our. You know, you can take our numbers, and you know that they're unbiased. They are real. I could have, you know, I could have been here and be like, hey, no, this movie's a nine. Because it's you know it's got the people that I love, but no, we gotta be fair. We gotta be unbiased. So it's a seven. Fuck the critics. The audience is the critics. We're taking it back. Broski Doodles in the house. Thank you for fucking tuning in. That was Fourth of July. Get it. Subscribe to the channel. Leave some comments. I fucking love you. Take care. And homeboys, keep it real, ski.